0: And grab a pen. You're going to want to write this down. Jessica Dumas Coaching and Training and the Confidence and Communication Podcast is overflowing with appreciation to our first podcast sponsor, The Johnston Group, Inc. The Johnston Group provides employee benefits to more than 30,000 businesses across Canada. Thank you so much for supporting my vision and investing in the podcast. Please accept my extreme gratitude, which will help get the message of self-love healing and growth out to a greater audience hey welcome to the podcast i have another exciting conversation that i'm about to share with you this conversation is with sunshine Tanasco, and you may have heard her name you may have heard of the powwow pitch here's a little bit about her sunshine is anishinaabe from gitigan zb anishinaabe quebec she is a clean water activist. She's the mother of four and an entrepreneur. She's the founder of Her Braids at HerBraids.com and powellpitch, powellpitch.org. Her first book was Nibby's Water Song. And she is just a joy to be in her energy. Thank you, Sunshine, for sharing your story with me, giving me this time and sharing this with the podcast and to our listeners. I really, I know that you're going to enjoy. Thank you so much for being here and can't wait to talk to you again next week. All right. Good morning, sunshine. How's it going? Excellent. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. Where are you calling in from today?
1: I'm calling from Kitagansi, Vianishinaabeg.
0: Hey, it's so cool. And uh, what's keeping you busy lately? I, I mean, I want to jump into your story, jump into your experience but uh, what have you been up to?
1: Always kids first. That's like number one. I have my uh, I have four kitties. So that's go, go, go. And work wise, I have powwow pitches keeping me really busy. Um, I have the two books that are out my the children's books. And so I've been doing a lot of book readings to little kids. And it's so freaking fulfilling. I am like always shocked and emotional about it. And then like, I do a little bit with her braids and getting my old my two oldest daughters sort of getting them going with that and, and showing them the ropes on how to, uh, you know, be employed for themselves by themselves.
0: That's amazing. I love that. I love that your daughters are able to, to watch you do that. So when you started Powell Pitch, when you started that entrepreneur journey, was it after you became a mom?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Everything happened after I became, I, I was a mom young though. Like I was pregnant at 19 with my first one. So life was really only starting. Then. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So what was the first, like, what was your big dream when it came to like all of the stuff that you're doing now?
1: I don't know if I had like a big dream per se, like it was more um, to be able to take care of my kids without like my eye twitching because I was so overworked. And so like, that was, my, that was my ultimate goal and still is my ultimate goal. I remember having a full-time job and just the hours it took to, cause I'm a single mom with four kids. And so the hours it took to like, get them ready in the morning, get them to school, get myself to work, work all day, come home. If I don't have everything I need, do the grocery, do the mom thing until like late at night. And I just like, wasn't sleeping. And my literal, like my eye would twitch all the time from stress. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like I'm out of gas, but I need to, but I need to feed my kids. So yeah. It's just like this circle. And so the idea was to do hopefully mean yeah. work for, yes, my community, but to be able to be present for myself and my kids. And like, after, you know, it's been a couple of years now and like, we're here.
0: Yeah. So a couple of years, meaning how many years?
1: I started Power Pitch and Braids in 2015.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I love that. And when you talk about, you know, your kids getting up, getting them ready, getting them off, like, I feel that because my first son at 19 raised three sons of my own. And uh, like, I feel that. And there's a lot of moms out there that I'm sure when they hear this message, they're going to be like, yeah, that's my life. And how do you get out of that? Like, I have a part of my story that I share where. I would sit in my car. So I would do the whole morning stuff with the kids. And then I would go sit in my car and cry because I had to go to a job that I hated and I hated my life. So what was that switch like for you? The stuff that you're doing right now is huge. Like you're impacting women, entrepreneurs, you're impacting indigenous people all across Canada. And like, that's really powerful. And now you're reading children's book, your own books to to kids. Like it's so cool. Like, what was that change like for you?
1: So, I worked hella hard for my, you know, my old boss, and I was working with indigenous women entrepreneurs. But it was after the fact that I went on Dragon's Den and had my first failed business. So, I already had a taste of entrepreneurship by accident and like a heavy dose because of Dragon's Den. It was like so public and so everything. And then What happened was Dragon's then shifted my whole like, wow, like this is powerful. I thought it was just going to be for funsies going on, you know, this awesome show, get some like publicity for my business. But it like it was more than I could imagine at the time. And so that was always on my mind, like just the amount of people coming up to me and messaging me and the, you know, like the media and stuff like that about how why do we not have more opportunities like this for indigenous entrepreneurs so that was always there so i got a job working at a national organization to help indigenous women entrepreneurs i was like this is my jam. this is going back and helping myself sort of like what did i need when i was running my first business like i had no clue really what did i need so i was trying to do that for entrepreneurs and then I, I got fired because uh, I thought Pow Pitch was an amazing opportunity and would be so good. And my boss didn't think so <laughs> because, because she wasn't entrepreneurial, right? So that it's it's just different roles. And so thank God, like really, 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 really that I got fired for that because then it belonged to me. It was my baby, which it was. Mm -hmm. And I was able to grow it and see it. And so because I got fired, uh, I think they realized very quickly that um, it was wrongful (laughs) dismissal. So they gave me the EI. You know, when you're fired, you don't get that. But they sent it to me in the hopes like, okay, here you go. Shut up. Have your your weeks and like be done with you. And in that time, I said, you know what? I worked really hard for this organization. I did powwow pitch literally within a few weeks and it was like game changer. I knew immediately based on the vibes, like, okay, so I'm committed to this. Like I'm, I want to do this again. And yeah. it gave me that a few weeks to then like, okay, either I find another job or I run with it doing this. And I said, I, I gave myself whatever, I forget how many weeks, I think like 35 weeks or however long you get. I have thirty five weeks to start things, and if I can do it, and if I can make this amount of money to support my family, yeah. then I'll make a decision then and it just by chance took both of them. I started them both, both of them at the same time, so yeah, so it wasn't really like a conscious dis- it was a decision, but yeah. I was just put in the ideal place. Being fired, we suddenly had this time and this fire underneath me with a deadline too. Because otherwise, like my EI is going to run out, and I'm going to need to get a job.
0: That's a scary time. Holy shit! But so exciting. So now, as a a coach, I've been a certified coach since 2010. So I'm constantly helping women through transitions. And when I hear that someone is losing their job or they're going to quit, I get excited. I don't tell them because I know now. How exciting, like, wow, imagine what can happen, right? you see the potential. But when you're going through it, it does not feel exciting. It feels, it feels fucking scary. So, and then here you're doing it with four kids. Wow. So when you see women now who are like, maybe they're in jobs that they don't like, and they really have this dream that they want to do, like, how how do you encourage them? What do you say to them?
1: I don't really say much. I think that anyone who's really hungry for it can do it i i worked I worked equally hard for myself as I did for the organization, and it just it, it it pays better working for yourself, period at the end of the day i and what I do say, and we say this in on our res, but I don't know i I feel like a few of our communities close we always say an Indian is never stuck, and it's true an Indian is never stuck like Oh, okay, whatever. I you know, power is out. No problem. Go make a fire outside and make your toast outside. Go like just like little things that like. But we're so creative. You can think your way out of so many situations if you have it here and you have the confidence. And so yes, Powell pitches this like what it is. But like the whole idea is to be cheerleaders for these entrepreneurs and to just maybe give them this much confidence with whatever, $5,000, $2,000. But really, that's what it's about. Yes, it's monetary, but it's about the confidence saying like, we believe in you. And here's the proof, go shine.
0: Wow. And so you went on Dragon's Den and had had a failed business. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I- I took a swing at it again and again and just like everyone got paid except for me and like as much as I love doing it there's bills to pay mouths to feed right. so like um I wanted to continue uh I just couldn't and it was uh as it is, like it's it's not public, but it feels public when you're from community because the indigenous community is small. So you're like, oh fuck, everybody hears about it and knows about it. I'm failing again, like whatever. But I think in that time for me, I had been failing at failing, and I use that term like with such a positive feeling. Like failing at my job, getting fired, failing at my business. That was so good for me and like failing in my marriage. I had, uh, you know, I was married and that's where three of my kids uh, have, you know, their dad and like, they, I, so I failed at my business and my marriage uh, right at the same time. So it was good times, <laughs> oh. but but it showed me uh, who the hell I was. That's for sure that it showed what it felt like in my mind, you know, when you're learning how to skate on ice and you just keep falling down yeah. and then you get back up. And at first you're like, okay, but it wears you down. And then you just keep getting up and you stand up and you get up and suddenly you're lasting longer and you're able to get up faster and you're skating. That's how in my mind it felt. And I just keep kept telling myself, cause you know, we all, Freaking sit in the car and cry because of the worries, because of all that stuff. And I just kept telling myself, like, get up. You can do this. It's just today. And that was, that's it. And I still, I still do that. I still like, okay, you're allowed to fall. Everyone falls. That's part of life. Yeah. How long are you going to lay on the ice for? That's your decision. Lay there. Sometimes you need to take a minute, breathe, but get up.
0: That's right. Oh, I love that, and I feel that so deep. And and I like one reason why these conversations are so important to me, and the feedback that I get from my listeners on a regular basis lately. I feel like it's every day someone new is telling me how powerful these stories are for them. But so many women, and and I I want to also <laughs> acknowledge that. Uh, and what was the quote they said? Indians are can't stuck. Indians stuck.
1: Yeah, Indians are never stuck.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I totally, I hear that. And it's, a lot of it is out of necessity, right? We have to do it. But when it comes to like such a public failure, where we like, it comes with so much embarrassment for people. You know, I failed. How could I ever try again? And a lot of people don't try again. And like, I love that you are so open to share. Like, look, look what happened to me. And, and you're right. Like, it's about getting up and I like your analogy about skating. Like you skate a little bit longer the next time. And yeah, you're going to fall. You might fall. Your feet might cramp up. Your helmet might might not fit. Right. All of these things. Oh, that's, and you know what, to, to have, is it three daughters and a son that you have or? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, so powerful for them and for, for women everywhere to, to hear that
1: story. And I think there's a like, because of the work I do, again, it feels more public, but there's so many like heroes that their stories aren't being shown or, and it's, and it, you can just see it in their kids and how they show up for them and how they do the things. And it's about like this here, this conversation, it's having these conversations and, and this podcast showing what people are doing. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to start a business. It it just means that's an option for you.
0: Right. In case you didn't know, right? Because when I was younger, I was like, what the heck's an entrepreneur? And it took me years to realize I was actually in an entrepreneur program in grade 11 because I needed a credit, but I wasn't taking it seriously. We made yes. a, freaking, um, a canteen for a, a football team or something like that. Like it was so low key entrepreneurial but anyway it was interesting years later when I was like wow I actually did take a course in this like completely whatever but we don't know that and one of the things that I talk about a lot in my story and when I'm sharing with audiences is I didn't see women that looked like me that were doing anything that I wanted to do all all the women that I saw unfortunately we're not in good situations mm-hmm. and i knew that that could be my future but i had this voice in my head i had this spirit that was pulling me and telling me you know to go over here do this and it was just listening one step at a time so mm-hmm. i think another thing that's really important to to share and i'm going to be speaking to a group of women this afternoon and what i've really been thinking it's really been on my mind a lot is as much as there are those stories of the, the heroes that are doing all the things that don't get the spotlight, there's also a lot of work that we do behind the scenes that I'm, I imagine that you do. And I'm hoping that you'll share. And what I mean by that is, like, I, I had to go to therapy. I had to speak to elders. I went to sweats and ceremony and I went to church and I went to all of the places And I took a little piece of that and a little piece of this until I created my own um, spirituality. And, you know, what was that going to mean to me? And how is that going to help me? Because I hated myself. I hated my life. And as much as I wanted to just have the freedom to be my own boss, because I had little tastes of it here and there as well. And I would see other people and I would think, well, why do they get to have it? What's wrong with me? And and I, I really believe it's a lot of that inner work. It's feeling your feelings. It's doing the crying. It's all of this stuff. So what, like what, if you'll share any of your like really behind the scenes stuff, what was that like for you?
1: Yeah. Like huge fan of therapy. I applaud anyone and encourage anyone who takes the time to do that game changer, game changer. what it is, is you learning about yourself and learning about, um, your trauma and not just that the steps that you can tell yourself to get yourself out of those crying, that hurt, that pain, which comes out in as anger, which comes out in like so many different ways to be able to not eliminate it because we're human, but to be able to process it and to be like, Oh fuck okay so someone this is happening here I'm right pissed off at this because I feel like my boundary's been crossed. Let me just take a second here feel my anger acknowledge it has my boundary in which way has my boundary been crossed and how can I respond to it not react to it how can I respond to it here myself and maybe it's talking to them that's hella hard, especially if it's people you love. Do I how do how do I go about doing it? So it's about filling your toolbox with things that are going to make your heart okay, and healing them. And so I always talk about, you know, my girls, my my two oldest are, are, um are in, have been through therapy. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And like, go back. It's not like one and done. Like, go and do that. I think that there's so much value in that. So that's one way to do it. At the end of the day, for me, personally, I always go back to like sweetgrass teaching, braids teaching, mind, body, spirit. And whenever I'm in like an exceptional spot in my heart and my mind and my spirit, it's because all of those aspects of myself are being tended to. And I'm the one tending them. So like, I have so many I'm so lucky now I have so many opportunities that come my way like I'm so thankful that like everything like podcasts come here fly here uh come read to children come you know host power pitch come to all over the world now like it's starting to like open up do I have enough in me mind body spirit to say yes and show up in the best way that I can. Because I need my sleep. I'm starting to just like the past few years. Really value that. Because that do- it makes my freaking eye. From stop twitching. That makes me smile more. So I yes. I can go full steam. And run out of gas if I want. And just go 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 to all these opportunities. But you know what? When you do that. You don't show up 100%. Because you're exhausted. Right. Mind, body, spirit. And so like I think the value of like Western therapy and stuff helped bring me back to our traditional teachings and what a gift that was. Cause I always knew it, our ways were awesome, but the more um, I study it and practice and do all that, the more value it brings to me personally and to therefore my children and to therefore communities and to therefore indigenous women who are starting businesses. And it just like this ripple effect that is just like, oh, man, like, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I like to say healing is a lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. And one
0: of the things that I encourage my friends or, you know, anyone that comes to me, including my clients, is you need to find your thing. And, you know, what works for me today might not be for you today. Yes. Right. I, I say, try all the things. And, and you're right. Like therapy is hard. Talking to people is hard. Sometimes if you need to end, restrict relationships, that's hard. I, I feel like a lot of my journey, especially my healing journey, it was solo. It was all by myself. And that's scary, right? People also, they don't want to do that. Why would I want to do that alone? But then you, then you get to this place where you're like, I really like my peace, <laughs> And then it's like, I'm not so worried anymore about being alone because you, you isolate yourself from negativity and toxicity and you know, like it's, it, it is, it's, it's something that you have to tend to on a regular basis and there's no one and done. Yep. So what do you do on a regular basis now that you say is part of your healing routine or what would you say is your, your thing?
1: they're all small things It's nothing like revolutionary or game changing. But like, I wake up and I smudge get myself in the right attitude, feeling thankful, like we're awake, you know, and like, I wake up uh, every morning. And I'm like, Oh, like, I literally, that's how I wake up. Like, I'm like, I can't reprogram myself. I'm like, mm. but the minute I start, you know, with my smudge, and I'm like, okay, okay, we're here. We're alive. We're healthy. It's going to be a good day. All that, like, thank you for this. Thank you. Thank you. All that attitude of gratitude. I do all that stuff. And I exercise. I'm not like, I'm a bodybuilder or that, but I exercise really for, for this thing. Now, yes, I want my body to be strong, but like, I I tend to that and also like making time for community, literally blocking it into my schedule um, has been also like game changer. I work just like everyone else. Like I show up I try and do what I say I'm going to do. And I try and I make sure to have fun. Like I plan to have fun. You know, we play in a volleyball league two nights a week here on the reserve. And it's like, we just all show up and laugh around. And like, that's important to me. So just like, yeah, I don't think it's anything special or it's not something that like nobody can do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. I love that. I, and I, I love like the making that point of having fun in your schedule and maybe it's different for indigenous women there a little bit because we like, becoming moms for me. And I don't know if this was the same for you. Cause I was also 19. It was just like, that's just what you do. Like yeah. I'm 19. I'm going to, I'm, I'm with this guy. <laughs> I'm going to have a kid and you know, you do. And then all of a sudden, your whole world becomes about the baby, the whole community becomes about the baby. And so there were lots of times where I felt really embarrassed that I wanted something for myself. And that was that was something that I really had to struggle with, too, is is my worthiness, right? I went through so many journeys of my worthiness. And then you get to a certain point, and I still feel like there's I still have dips, like I got to work at it every single day. But that's one thing that I, when I think about the message that I'm going to share with the women this afternoon in my workshop is you're worthy too. You know, we don't always have the benefit of growing up in a home or a community that nurtures our worthiness. And maybe that's just the way life is. Maybe the journey of life is to just learn to love yourself
1: anyway. You know, like, I don't know. I think I, I don't I, know either. But like, I do know, like, what you just said resonated, because as soon as you become a mom, it's about this little human, right? And then if you have another one, it's about these two humans. And like, that's your world. And as it should be a part of your world, right. But like, I remember when I when me and my ex husband split, I think I was like, maybe 31 ish at the time. And I was like, going with my cousin who's younger than me. And she was like, Oh my God, we went to Danielle leather and there was this beautiful leather jacket. And I couldn't for the life of me buy it. Like, and I was working so hard at the time and it was maybe like, it was on sale for $300, but like $300 $300 when you're a single mom is a huge deal, like huge. That's like groceries for two weeks. That's like, you know, that's how you think when you're a mom, like, oh my yeah. God, that's like a snowsuit plus this. And that's like, whatever. And, and Yeah. So then she was like, she was such a, oh my God, she was just all fun. Cause she didn't have any kids. So she was like, do it, do it. And encouraged me. And I left, I didn't buy it. And then the next weekend, we went back again and I bought it and I splurged and I wore that jean jacket, sorry, that leather jacket for years. And every time I wore it, I felt like hot shit. Like, oh my God, I am so sexy in this friggin' jacket. Like, I can't believe it. And that taught me that moment. And I don't think I ever told her that, but like, that was sort of pivotal for me in that, like, You can buy yourself something sometimes. I don't mean like all the time, but like you deserve to have a cute leather jacket and like walk the shit out of it guilt-free. How many clothes do you buy for your children all the time? And anytime I buy something, it was because I like grew out of it or I lost weight and I was too small, or you know, like it was necessity. I wore the same jacket for years. I wore the same all the time, like. And it's okay to, like, treat yourself, you know? And, and so that's when, when I was 31, that's when I started to, okay. And I know it's ridiculous, but that jacket is just symbolic. I don't know if you ever watch Sex Life. Did you ever watch that show? No. It's not appropriate, but it's awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, like never- it's a great show. Okay. But- she had a, a jacket in there and about the process and she had her version of my black leather jacket and how like years later, she was always thinking about that jacket. And I was like, I had that jacket moment, uh-huh. like, you know, 11 years ago. So yeah.
0: that's nice. That's inspiring. Cause I, I totally agree that like, we have to practice that splurge on ourselves when we can right mm-hmm. and knowing that if you do there's it's not the end of the world it's like it's okay you're worth it you can do it i'm a, i always tell my friends though like if you are if you're trying to save money and you're going to the mall and you're like should i buy this i'm the person that's going to be like yeah girl <laughs> you get that so i'm not <laughs> i'm a, i'm like overboard now
1: <laughs> you're Just a bad funny. influence
0: yeah awesome well that's beautiful it's it's such a beautiful Sort of roundup of just kind of what you experience as an entrepreneur, as a mom, and you know, as someone who has followed her own journey, and that's a really inspiring story. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about your businesses, about her braids, or Powell Pitch? What's coming up?
1: Um, I don't know. What do you want to ask me? I think like Powell Pitch it, it has grown. It's I I love what it's able to do to help entrepreneurs I literally get to be like I just get to sit back and yes I participate in in the way in my role but like watch all these entrepreneurs grow and it's been how many years now and to see the progress.
0: Wow amazing and her grades what is that exactly tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so what started out as it was just a supposed to be a fundraiser with the David Suzuki Foundation that was supposed to be like nine months or something like that to talk about the lack of clean drinking water in First Nations communities. on on we're an hour and a half, two hours north of Ottawa, where Parliament is, and um, we didn't have clean drinking water and still parts of our community still don't have clean drinking water so we have those blue water bottles delivered to us and it was just to talk about that to have these conversation starters which then turned into workshops where i would go around and show people how to make these like teardrop um pendants and then you know it then it sort of it just kept going and then came out with the first book nabi's water song illustrated by chief ladybird And it was just to do that because parents would often ask, like, do you have anything for my younger kids? We want to, you know, we want to talk about this too and educate. So I wrote a book and now like we started going around giving workshops and creating little cookies. So an indigenous baker from KZ she bakes these teardrop cookies and makes little packages so icing and they just get to icing it and bead because they can't like the fine motor skills aren't there for a three hour workshop for younger kids and they just design their cookies and talk about clean drinking water and get to you know I get to read children's books and yeah so it's just all these like ridiculous fun things like I yeah I love it.
0: That's nice. I love it. I love that you've created this fun life. You've created one of those lives that you don't need a holiday from, right? Even though holidays are still good. <laughs> yeah. <whoa>, <laughs> yes, I do. I need a vacation and <laughs> a <of> holiday. <laughs> awesome. So thank you again. Thanks so much for sharing and being so open. And I know that this episode is going to be really felt by women everywhere. And where should people follow you? Powwow pitch on Instagram.
1: Yeah, all the all the usual Instagram, Facebook. We're starting to learn TikTok. My kids tell me it's terrible. <laughs> 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 TikTok. So powwow pitch, her braids, all the good stuff.
0: Okay, awesome. So thanks again, Sunshine, and wishing you all the best in, in everything that you do, because you are just, you're bringing so much joy to ev- everywhere you go. So thank you.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. And I love the work that you're doing too. I've been a, a big fan for years now, Jessica. You know this, right? I hope you know this. Uh, um, thank you. Always great vibes, and we'll chat again
0: okay sounds good thanks so much for being here and listening to the podcast Miigwech, ecose, merci. i want to take every opportunity that i can to tell you that you are worthy and if something in this message resonated with you please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and send a link to your sister your best friends and your cousins because if there was something in this message that resonated then they might want to hear about it too If maybe taking a screenshot is your thing, share it on your Instagram story and don't forget to tag me at jessicadumas.ca.